0: It's deep just to make the choice to create something, right? So I, I, I am of the belief, like, there's no such thing as bad art. Like, I know a lot of people uh-huh. maybe don't think that way. But um, I think, like, to create is an act of rebellion.
1: Welcome back to I'm the Villain. Today we're going to be talking about like processing your trauma through art. um, And we're joined today by my friend Sunshine, um, who is awesome. And I'll just let Sunshine, I'll just let you like give a quick little um, bio for the audience, whatever you think that people should know about you. All right. Well, thanks for um, inviting me to talk and share.
0: i'm an artist and i've always been a compulsive artist ever since i was born i'd say um performance artist at heart found materials collector um and i feel like in the places where like you hide and don't speak maybe like in interactions publicly like everything in art i feel I can say completely raw and authentically. So it's kind of like the way I would identify um, like raw, unfiltered, unapologetic.
2: What are your mediums Mm -hmm. and have they changed over your life?
0: Well, Ooh, okay. Well in the beginning I've always, I've always been obsessed with digging and mud and dirt and like playing in it and like make digging holes or like covering myself with dirt or making things from dirt. And and then, you know, I figured out it was actually clay that I was playing with. And I would say like the tactile fascination has always been pretty strong. So like molding things, shaping things, um, crushing things up. Like I used to make what I would call potions as a really young child a lot, like where I would take plants and mud, um, different things that I would find rocks, and I would just kind of like mash it up and like make different concoctions and like draw it on the on the side of buildings or on the side of like like on sidewalks and things like that. And that has now manifested into like working with clay and ceramics quite a bit Harvesting clay, digging for clay, um, is a passion. I love to draw, like drawing every day for therapy, like drawing to understand your mood and your feelings and kind of the energy that's within. Um, drawing's always been really relaxing, and I definitely get um, stuck, like like I can't stop drawing. Often, um, I love photography. That's always been a passion especially photographing people, um, and nature, um, photographing bodies, um, love singing, love dancing, um, poetry, writing, love to
1: write.
2: An artiste yeah. all around.
1: Yeah.
2: Isabel, do you do any creative shit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think for a while, In the period between basically, like, being in school, like, towards, like, more recently, I wasn't doing very much art, but, like, I did a ton of art when I was in school, and more recently, I think because of the pandemic, I have kind of gotten more into it because... It's, an, it's a very embodied thing to do, right? Like I, I feel like I have started thinking about all of the things that I do that are just not involving a screen because so many things are just screen-based now. And I'm like, oh, I need to like literally figure out how I can and do stuff like with or without other people that just doesn't have a screen involved, you know? Because even in some of the creative stuff that I do, like as a designer, often that involves like being on Illustrator, like, you know, doing stuff on the computer. So I really, like, as you can see, the audience can't see in the background, I have these circle drawings. That is, like, my (laughs) primary medium. Um, But, and I do those with, like, literally crayons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, like, yeah, I think that's pretty much, like, I, I basically just draw and I also I mean I also used to do like music when I was in in school also but like I think it's really interesting to think about how your relationship with art changes especially like when you're not a kid anymore right because like when you're a kid I feel like you're literally just like everyone does art right (laughs) when you're in school because like that's one of the primary things that they have kids do right and it's sort of like very much like democratize like everyone is doing it it's not like you know you're doing it because you're like better or worse at it or whatever but then i feel like for people who sort of keep doing art into adulthood it becomes more of this like you know if you're still doing art as an adult it becomes this like identity type thing of like oh like am i an artist or am i, am I not an artist like and then you start having this sort of like comparative element of like oh is it better or worse and like a lot of people are like oh i'm not like when I, would, when I would work uh, at Fannie Mae, we would have these workshops um, where people would come in. And one of the things they would have us do is, like, in the very beginning, they would have every single person, um, like, just make a little doodle on, like, a post-it. And it's, like, shocking to me how many, like, full-grown adults were filled with so much shame and they didn't want to do it. And they're like, oh, it's going to be so bad. It looks so bad, you know? And you're just like, but... It doesn't matter. Like (laughs) it's so hard to get out. You know what I mean? Like to get out of that, like you know, self judgment when, like, the whole when you were a kid, like it literally was not like that wasn't even a factor, right? That's to
2: show like there's something so deeply personal about like expressing even like something so baseline like a doodle, right? There's something so like feels so inward that people are very preemptively like sensitive about it, you know?
0: And I think that. Like a, like a fatal flaw in this conception with creativity that like it's a it's almost like a gift like oh like certain people are creative like or certain people like right you were born this incredible drawer illustrator sculptor whatever but really it's like we all have the capacity we all have like the collective creative consciousness like surging through us like when people were like expressing themselves like you know, drawing, like, with blood on cave walls, like, I'm wondering, were they thinking, like, (laughs) is this terrible? Or were they really just, like, like, that was their purpose in that moment to, like, express and tell a story. And it was, like, less, like, like you said, like, less comparative. But I think, like, really, like, anyone can do anything creatively. It's, like, practice and, like, the commitment, like, the keep going, like you said, like, the keep going, right? Like, even today, like, I was just sitting drawing the trees. Um, I work at a summer camp with the kids, and I was just sitting there like scribbling, drawing the trees. They're like, "How do you do that? How do you do that?" Like, it's just scribbles, but it looks so real. And it was, and one kid answered for me. They're like, "Practice. It's just like the accumulation of time and energy and intuition." And I think, like, trusting your intuition is really hard for people, right? So, like you were saying, like even drawing on a post that like some people don't know like where to start i feel like how to start like what Mm -hmm. to do like like you know it is instinctual to just like even just like they say um in early childhood like one of the first mark makings kids will do is just stab like they'll just like dot right they'll just like hit the paper that's like one of your first instinctual ways to make a mark so it's even that like you don't even have to make an image or anything recognizable. You could just like let your art be energy and like feeling emotions. Um, which I think mm-hmm. like yeah. be very I think I struggle with that.
2: I'm definitely like the kid that felt like I was shitty at art, you know? And and like are
0: probably the best.
2: I was <laughs> No, my my I remember so aggressively like dreading when the teacher would be like all right, decorate it, like make it your own. Cause I felt like I was so bad at it, you know? And, you know, if they gave us like, they gave us these Mm -hmm. like mailboxes that we would hang up on the side of the class that we were supposed to like decorate or whatever, you know, was, I always felt like I was just not very good at it. But I just, you know, I've never felt like I was a creative person. People have told me that I am and I still don't really feel that, but I'm trying to like, you know, trust the process or whatever. I don't know. I create a podcast. Well,
1: why do, like, why do people, when you say people say that you are, what do they, because I play music, I think is a big thing. Oh, that's massively creative. I feel
2: like, so I play, I'm, I play things that other people wrote, you know, like, I like learn songs and play those songs. Like, I don't really create my own songs, you know, like, I feel like I'm good at, um, just replicating things that people have done already. And in, in high school and middle school, I got into drawing, but I would like find illustrations that I would like, that I like enjoyed in a book. And then I would just replicate them like freehand. And I enjoyed that, but that's, you know, like it was, I was technically drawing, right? I wasn't tracing, but they, um, they weren't my idea. So maybe there's a theme here of like, I like to replicate people's ideas.
0: i had an art teacher one time tell me like in the middle of an ego moment right because i was like i'm just doing such original work you know i was like young and naive and they were just like there's no such thing as original work there's no such thing as like a new (laughs) idea in art and creativity because like there's so much shared um experience experience and even like your energy and your time to like recreate something is still like precious mm-hmm. and creative, right? Like it's it's honoring like you know, collaboration, right? Like that's like collaboration right there and that's a creative yeah. skill.
2: There's something in all of us, you know. Mhm. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think
0: so. I mean, I sir, I personally always feel the most moved by the artworks Mm -hmm. of like young children um especially er like early childhood like before like you were saying like um i believe it's like when you're about eight years old there's something in your brain that starts to develop where you actually see your drawings like that they don't look like what it's supposed to be but before that like oh, you want to draw a tiger and you draw, like, a squiggly box with a circle, like, oh, that looks exactly like a tiger. Like, it looks so much like a tiger, right? And then our brain starts to be like, oh, no, it's not, and, like, kind of correct, and, like, the self-consciousness kicks in. But I think, like, art before self-consciousness is, like, some of the most powerful because it has just so much, like, raw, unfiltered energy and, like, like mm-hmm. instinct, I um, really, like, the
1: instinct, like, before doubt comes right i mean it's i feel like like it's just uh, we layer on so many of these like sort of irrelevant goals when we talk about when we like you know i think make art into adulthood right because like when you were a kid did you ever feel like the goal was to make something like original that like no one had ever done before like i don't know i feel like that is just not wasn't really part of like what they were trying to get you to do in the first yeah. place.
2: No, they were just you know? trying to get you to express yourself. And
1: now it's sort of like we judge so much art. Right, exactly. It's literally just self-expression, like, you know, not not super high stakes. But then I feel like when you're an adult, you're like, oh, it has to be like the most, you know, like I have to have my own distinct voice that's like, not like anybody else's blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. We have those kinds of right. with music you know, all I the time, to, I, right? I, we're
2: only 14 minutes and 40 seconds into this podcast. So I hate to, I hate to bring it here, but it's, it's capitalism again. <laughs> you know, it's like,
0: it's like a modification <laughs> hey, of art. Like we
2: want to feel like art. we're like, we feel like we need to be good at it so that because if you're not good at it, then what's the point of doing it? You know?
0: And what does good mean? that certain people's mm-hmm. taste aligns Certain people with money want your art is that what makes it good or like like intrinsically like for me it's like in the actual moment do i feel like i want to die yes <laughs> or no if no then right. the art is good
2: <laughs> do i feel like i want to die <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that simple so cool? is life am i has this given Mm -hmm. me the will to live? Right. Like, do I, like, cause like, if you think about it, it's like, I don't know, for me, like mental health being, you know, of an intense struggle for most of my, most of existence, um, moments of like comfort and respite has come from like being lost in just like not knowing what's, what's really happening. Right. Like just coloring, scribbling, drawing, sculpting, molding, changing, transforming, like all of these things that we like, there's an opportunity to have like um, some kind of control, right? Like, which we often feel like, you know, or at least I often feel very powerless. So like, this is a place where you have specific power. Um, And even more so to kind of circle back, I want like about what Isabel had mentioned about how like, finding places to be creative outside of the screens. Like, so much um, art now, I feel like, relies on the screen, too, like, to share it, mm-hmm. right? To engage. Yeah. Like, I, it's sad to me sometimes I don't get to see, you know, my friends work because I'm not on Instagram, right? So it's like I don't mm-hmm. even really get to know what's what's up or what people are making cause without the screens in some way. But I think sometimes, like, the art that – feels the most special is when you make, like, secret art, right? And then someone, you, like, I like to make things out in the world, leave it behind, like, create um, moments that can, like, be experienced um, without without that, um, without
1: cat- <laughs> <sighs> Mhm. Do you find, Sunshine, that when you make art, it does actually, like – regardless of whether it's like i don't know quote unquote like more happy or more sad like make you feel a sense of catharsis of like release to be able to like you know get any of those emotions sort of like out of your body and like externalize it
0: yeah um i can tell a story if you'd like hear a story about sure yeah okay so um you know one of the things that i know we had spoke before um Coming on the show is like how, like, um, sexual trauma has been something in my life, like consistently that has um, happened, and something that I have always done is after I uh, I've like you know been assaulted multiple times in my life, and after it has happened. I will make a huge, I will get a huge painting with a blank canvas of some kind, even if it's cardboard, right? Like even if I like didn't Mm -hmm. have materials at the time. Um, And at the and I'll put it on the ground and I'll just kind of cover my whole body in paint or ink or whatever. And I will kind of like fight back, like fight the canvas. In or or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or reenact what happened in the way that I wish I, it would have happened, right? Like I try to like kind of like change the experience, right? or even just move my body in and process the rage, process the pain, process the fear through like physical movement. And I go mm-hmm. until the entire canvas is I, – until I can't go anymore. And, like, um, specifically this one piece, I only used black and white paint. So it was massive shades of gray, um, like, you know, kind of, like, expressing this experience. And this was back – I made this painting back when I was 17. And at that time, I was – sitting out in Rittenhouse Square Park quite a bit in Philadelphia and I would bring out my paintings and I would just like sit um, and like meet people and like talk to people and things like that um, and there was kind of like this group of like fratty bros who yeah. were like hanging out in the park and they are all just like walking like shooting the shit and everything and um, all three of them like stopped and just, like, stared at this painting for, I shit you not, like, 20 minutes. Like, 20 minutes wow. in silence. Like, like <laughs> all of them just, like, stared at me like, for 20 minutes. I was, like, kind of nervous. I was, like, I was a little bit scared because, like, it's a vulnerable painting. But you actually, like, you don't know that it's a painting about... Being raped unless maybe you feel that Energy like me
1: right I was gonna Say like do the, you put descriptions or anything At the no, bottom that no, tell them like all what the this, Paintings about okay
0: no no It's and and oftentimes Like it's a way to Bond with other survivors Because you can kind of feel the Feelings um but like they thought, Can tell yeah that's happened To me a lot a lot of sex therapists Had come up to me in the park Before and things like that Um Lots of people were like, I know exactly what this is about. Um, I also used to do- so yeah, interesting. Yeah. I also used to do masturbating paintings after this that were um, like much more like like sensual and loving and like healing feeling. And people could tell mm-hmm. the difference in those as well. Like they were like, these ones feel like a lot of like care is in here. And these ones are very terrifying.
2: Were they like as abstract- um,
0: yes yeah they're very abstract um and but anyway these these like you know i thought appearing to be men um were like staring you know at this painting for so long and after afterwards the one came over to me and they were like i am so sorry this feels yeah
2: that's a wild wow
1: i was like yeah
0: And it it felt like an opportunity where like emotion was the language and it was able to be felt through art and it was able to connect and hopefully like share, you know, like an experience with someone maybe who may have not had that experience. Like, I don't know, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but, and then they were like, they were. They asked me if I was attacked. That's what they asked me. They asked me if I was attacked. They're like, "Have you been attacked?" And I was like,
1: "Yeah."
2: What a weird, you know, what a weird what phrasing. Happened, I know? think that's a weird thing to ask somebody.
0: Yeah, especially just based on a black and white painting, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, yeah. And they stood, and they it was. I just remember feeling like in that moment, like, oh wow, like this is. This is, like, how art can spark a change, I feel. Like, art can um, kind of, like, I think if, like, something has the power to stop you and move you and, like, keep you still to, like, just witness, like, be a witness to someone else's, like, creation for that long, it was, it was felt very significant. So, yeah, to go back to your question, like, I think art is, like, maybe, like, the the main way that I feel healing or feel um, comfort, especially to be able to like love an object or love something that you've made or like feel proud of something that you've made or feel care or feel like efforts aligned. And like, it's a way of like manifesting like self love as well. Like it can be really hard to like love yourself, but you know, I'm staring at this clay starfish that I made that just like, feels so comforting and like I I care for it and I love it and I'm proud that I made it so like makes me feel better about myself to like know that you know the energy like
1: aligns you know I think I
2: often think about the like yeah I get yeah the the kind of feeling that like doing art can give you but you trying to light on this like thing that I don't think about often which is like using art as like a tool to be seen Mm -hmm. by other people which is also, like, very interesting and amazing.
1: Especially because you couldn't necessarily do that same thing if you were to just describe an experience to, like, this group of fratty dudes, like, in words. You know? Also... Like, I feel like it would be such a different thing.
0: Art is an offering, right? Like, I'm not forced... Like, you're not forcing anyone to stop and
2: look. They could have just walked past it.
0: Yeah, like, you're there just being... You're just out. Like, the way you share is where vulnerable like I remember um, yeah being younger and like making a decision like around the time when I was 16 that I wouldn't keep any secrets in my art. that like everything was honest like I will talk about anything I will express anything and with the hope that like that can like create a ripple of like um, you know a ripple of like yeah a rippling invitation to like meet with openness, and like when you provide like, like, like vulnerability, um, visible vulnerability, it it be like I feel like it's always shocking how many people crave that and like want that, and how so many people like also open up. Um, I actually it was really powerful um, just a couple of weeks ago. I this is wild. A couple of weeks ago I got a message from this young person that I had met in the park many years ago like this was back like five six seven years ago I met this person in the park and um I would like hang a line like like a clothesline and like hang poems and hang a bunch of art and things like that um and I I remember her like now that she reached out to me but she had gotten a poem that I wrote in my handwriting tattooed on her arm
2: (laughs) And And, did you know this person or not?
0: Yeah, she sent it to me. No, no, she was like a park stranger. Um, But Mm -hmm. I didn't even remember the poem and I didn't even think it was a good poem either. (laughs) I was like, like, (laughs) I'm glad you resonated with this. But um, it was, you are what you see. You are what you see. What you see, and uh, hmm. got it tattooed, but it was like something like that where it's like art also creates a lot of unknown ripples, too. Like, um, just like the fact that like we touch people without knowing, right? Like, having your artwork out in the world, like having yeah. it on the street or in a museum or wherever it is, and you don't know, you don't know how it moves yeah. Um, yeah. and travels. So that's exciting
2: that's exciting yeah when is about when you mentioned that like you know the effect would have been different had sunshine just like put in like a written description of what happened i think it's like art leaves this room for you to inject some form of like relativity within yourself right there's like room for interpretation and in order to do that interpretation you have to like inject some of yourself and your own understanding into into what the piece is And like, I feel like that end of itself already kind of bridges some of the gaps, like within, like across people, you know, like allows for like greater empathy or like the the opportunity to feel touched by something.
0: Yeah. And, and another way that that would happen, like I, I really love organic patterns and just like natural moments. Um, I used to make, a lot of like small sculptural forms that were like very very yonic, like very and like most people would look at them and either be like <laughs> oh or 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 like uh, like very offended, but then always mm-hmm. children would be like it's a seed, it's a it's a flower, it's. Um, mm-hmm. a, a, a nest, you know, like, like their perception of something like a, a life giver, right? Like a homemaker, like a, like this, like, you know, sacred pleasure ritual object is like, like that we maybe would say like with our, like, you know, I feel like sometimes sex focused mind to just go straight to that place, but like they don't go there, you know? Um, And so for like, yeah. it's really interesting when we, make work that, like, I don't like to say what anything is, people always say, what is it? It doesn't matter what I think it is. It kind of matters what you think it is, because that's where the story is, like how you're perceiving it, right? Like, to me, it could be a seashell, right? But to you, you know, it's kind of more a reflection of you than it is of me, like what you think of the work in a way too, which I think allows you to get to know, like, your community and people around you and
1: the way people perceive mm-hmm, yeah I yeah it's funny like how like I feel like so many different artists that I've met have different relationships with like you know the the notion that people are perceiving the art right because I feel like for some people it can be this really stressful thing where you're like oh I want people to like it I want people to like you know ha- feel this certain way about it like especially I think if you're trying to become like some kind of a person who makes a living off of your art and things like that. And it's sort of like, can, I don't know, I think for some people kind of like perversify the relationship with the art, but like as a piece of self-expression, yeah, yeah it's like sort of like, if you if you view the art as self-expression, then like, you know, is it something that, that matters? Like what you as the creator of this thing think of it versus like how other people perceive it? You know, like, I don't know. I, I wonder if like, I, like one, so one argument that I would have a lot <laughs> with my ex actor was was about like whether or not um, art, especially like I feel like a lot of people are often moved to create art out of like trauma or sad experiences or just like you know like I'm sure right now right in this you know aftermath of overturning Roe v Wade there's a lot of people who are making some really like devastating art, right. And like, and so much more creative. Just in the past, yeah, right. Like up
0: all night, creative. (laughs) Up all night, creative. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, on the one hand, it's sort of like this benign, sort of like, oh, like you're self-expressing. It's like this fun thing. But then I feel like there is also, um, this, this. Like, I feel like people are more drawn to need and make art both in times of like collective crisis or like trauma. But I also feel like uh, that doesn't make sort of like the art that's made in like, you know, kind of happier times where you're just like self, you know, self-expressing like your joy and stuff like that to be any less like, quote unquote deep, right? I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, like, you know, is it like, is there depth, right? And like, that's like a value that a lot of people place on art. And I feel like often that's like, only one of my pet peeves is feeling as if like people only associate death, associate depth with like sadness or like things like negative emotions and things like that. And like, you know, the notion that there's no depth to like joy or just like feeling happy feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like you can't
0: escape your mark, right? Like, I don't know, like you can be drawing something aesthetically beautiful but still feel terror or still feel like Mm -hmm. fear in a mark like that's something that i feel like um i i like like even like in these trees that i was drawing today like they're they're kind of like terrifying even though they're objectively beautiful because like there is like like in order for there to be the good you know the Bad. and same with art like even like you're saying like the argument like is it is there depth like is it deep like it's deep just to make the choice to create something right so i i i am of the belief like there's no such thing as bad art like i know a lot of people uh-huh. maybe don't think that way but um i think like to create is an act of rebellion
1: deandre Um, do you get a sense of catharsis like when you, I mean, I don't know how often you actually create art, but like, do you get a sense of catharsis when you do that?
2: Absolutely. Um, I don't create like original pieces of my my own very often, but I can like distinctly recall each time I have done so in, in my life and feeling happy and proud of it. Aside from this podcast, I don't really like tend to release, you know, things that I create um that's not true i used to i used to release like some short stories and a lot of my writing on facebook notes <laughs> um and uh i like doing that but yeah no i I definitely felt a sense of catharsis what about you isabel well,
1: it's funny because like i feel like before the internet there wasn't even necessarily an expectation that you would release most of your art because it's sort of like how you know like now because you all have sort of like these public billboards that we can just put anything on whenever we want to, (laughs) like you can, and everyone can sort of just be their own publisher. Like there is like even an expectation that someone might do that. Whereas I feel like that wasn't even necessarily the case before, you know, like maybe you just display your art in your home, but like there was no sort of societal expectation that you would really necessarily do more than that, unless you were like a professional artist basically. Right, yeah. Right. Um. I, I literally see that's that that's why I would always have this argument is because I like really just make art for fun and I have like pretty much zero trauma in my life <laughs> so like I don't have a lot of stuff that I need to, viscerally like where my body feels like I viscerally need to like get it out. The only trauma I feel like I can sort of like claim to is kind of like, the collective like trauma of just seeing what all everyone is going through around me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Being the witness is something that
1: I keep saying to myself quite a bit because
0: like, I, I feel like when we can collect and observe and document um, like you're saying, like the collective experience, like that's a, that's definitely a power of art um, to archive. As well. What's happening.
1: Like did you. uh, Sunshine when you made those like huge paintings. Did you. Sell them when you were in the park. Or did you like give them away. Or do you keep them. Um, I never sold. Them.
0: Um, Actually. So I did actually. That's not true. Um, I never sold them in the park. I did have Mm -hmm. some in in a museum. Like in a show. Um, they did not sell but but like people got to see them outside of the context of a park. Um, but actually mm-hmm. I did end up selling one um large one for quite a bit of money to the FMC Corporation Tower. <laughs> yeah. They which, what? Yeah, for five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Wow, damn.
1: Yeah, and that was
0: maybe when I was twenty twenty.
1: Um yeah, Did they, you feel like the person who was buying art for the FMC building knew like what this was about? I
0: really wonder because sometimes people have an inexplainable connection to, to artwork and, like, I, I feel like people must have a sense of, like, relationship to work that they purchase. Like, for me, whenever I've been moved enough to spend money on a piece of artwork, it's because, like, something in my heart, like, Felt opened and felt seen and like hugged or like evoked from like whatever it was. So like um, I feel like this was one of the more like gentler healing of the of of all of them, but it still was filled with a lot of like um, body body bodily imagery. Um, Yeah, then one time. The the other largest like sale time that I ever had um, was that I had I had had a whole installation of sculptures like in a in a museum show, and it had been like the opening night and three hours had gone and like no one had talked to me like no one had talked to me like the artist or anything like they were talking to lots of other artists who were in the show and I was kind of getting discouraged and I thought I was going to like leave and. Then I noticed this, like, woman kind of standing off in the corner, like, staring and crying. She was crying. And, like, you know, I approached her. I was like, you know, are you okay? Like, um, and she was just like, my dad is dying right now. And I needed to see this. And these were very abstract sculptures. Like, they were they were bronze sculptures. They were small bronze sculptures. Um, and they... They really – like I didn't – I don't know what or how or why like she connected in that way um, other than like just pure like um, like emotional availability maybe or just like feeling the labor and the love and the energy and the force that was put into the objects. And she ended up buying like $11,000 worth of, worth of artwork from me like after that talk. Um, wow. Which – which – and and she just kept – and she kept holding them and, like, placing them on her chest, which is, like, what I would do with the objects as well. So I feel like there was, like, some sort of intention there, like, to, to connect, um, like, in that way, like, some sort of, like, supernatural charge or, like – like, when you create with intention, I think the intention, like, lives in the work in some way. Um, so, like, if you're creating, like, mm-hmm. with an intention to comfort or, like, an intention to heal, whether it's, like, yourself – like, in the moment, like for yourself, but the like the hope and the prayer that that could like ripple onward, and then to like have experienced that in truth um, was one of like the best moments of my life as an artist. I would say
1: this was just um, like do all of these people find like like the FMC person like he just came to one of your shows basically, and that's like how they find your it was work like open call.
0: So like. Mm-hmm you know, on the internet, on there's there's a platform, which I would suggest for anyone listening to this called callforentry.org that just has all of the shows, exhibitions, public artwork calls for entry in the whole um, country. Um, so that's a great place to check. But yeah, like I would, I have stopped doing this because I am tired. <laughs> but I used to yeah. like apply for lots of shows and like some pictures of my art and like um, I would also go out more, like to openings and to shows and to try to meet people. Um, but I feel like the context of, of how I was existing as an artist in my earlier years has changed. Like I used to think that I wanted to like make art to sell, but now I want to make art. To give and like share and like collaborate, and I don't really have an interest in like hanging things on the wall in the gallery anymore at all, um, like at all. So I haven't um, been pursuing those experiences as
1: much. Anymore. Well, because I was gonna say, like, it sounds like it would be, I would imagine, really difficult to. Um, have this really deep like work of art that is like processing some kind of deep sexual trauma and then have there be this like price tag on it you know what i mean like how did you reconcile those things like with also like using your art to sell and like having capitalism you know like be play a role in the art that you're making so
0: a, that's such a great question because I actually knew you were going to ask that question <laughs> like before we yeah. had I was like because I've been thinking about it so much more and, more and more and more and more and more and how like art and sex work and like performance and how like that relates right so for example like to to be able to pay your rent for a year because of your trauma was like really empowering, like in almost in a way. You know what I mean? Like it was, it it felt like like a kind of comforting reclaiming in a way to like have something so painful and 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 so seemingly negative spark something that could have provided for me like like but i but i think about this a lot i think about it a lot now and almost like wanting to actually like run towards more trying to actually capitalize on it because it's already being i'm already it's already we've already been so right. violated right like and so i'm i'm curious what other people think right like at this point i might as well make a mold of of my openings and sell it for $10,000 and let strangers lick it. Right. My friend used to make, um, pussy cookies and she would travel the world. She'd make pussy cookies and she'd say, do you want to buy my pussy? And then people would buy her cookies that she made. And then she, and then, um, and then she would take pictures of them eating it. And she made tons and tons of money doing this, like traveling the world.
1: <laughs> like, <in> her <laughs> And
0: I just love that. Like, And meeting her now, like, you know, she's got kids and, like, you know, like, she's grown up. I'm just like, you used to sell your pussy cookies, like, to travel. I'm like, that is really empowering. And so I think about it, like, if they're already going to objectify us, they're already going to brutalize us. They're already going to control us. Like, might as well make some money and make as much as you can. I think that's kind of Mm -hmm. the, like, like I took a break because it was so exhausting. It was so emotionally exhausting to bury your soul all the time and have people talk shit or speak harmfully or be hurtful straight to your face. It's almost like people don't care about saying, like people, people don't care like what they say. Like they'll just be looking at your art and, this and is just like at the go shows. This would happen, right? Go. On, and and like okay. when I would set up in public, often as well, um, like people people don't care about your feelings at all, um, and and that was always like something that I feel like made me resilient and like trust myself and like not care as much. Like I like I don't really care what people think about my art um, at all. Like I like I I'll, I'll do what I feel, um, and. And so, yeah, I think now, you know, things are changing in the work that I'm doing right now Um, because now I'm, like, I feel, like, empowered to play into fetish and play into the way, um, like, I've been, like, yeah, traumatized, assaulted, objectified um, in all the ways that that has happened without my consent, um, unintentionally, and kind of, like, no. make art that has a conversation
1: with that um yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i kind of like the fact that like you have this intense piece of art like in the fmc building because i feel like so much art that people actually like especially just like rich companies and and people who have the money to pay for art much of the time like we see a lot of that art that is just like in buildings, is being very like vapid and just like created to like you know make money basically. But like, I would much rather right that like you know all this art that gets paid for and displayed in public spaces is like really um, intense, like and important, and like you know emotionally laden and like you know for the people who created it. Like that to me seems like a much better world to live in but then also at the same time like you know you need those people to like do the thing where i think often people find it like you know sort of perverse to have to like participate in capitalism in that way but like at the end of the day i think that outcome is better right like i don't know have you ever gone to the fmc building and like seen it displayed no um
0: I went to yeah. the opening, like I went to the opening, um, but I didn't know they had purchased it until like three months after the opening. And I got the check. Oh, okay. Um, And yeah. it was kind of like a massive shock. Cause they bought two paintings after they bought, they bought two yeah. paintings. One was, I just put it in the tub with my feet and it's, it was just like <laughs> soaked with ink in the tub. And I stretched it and I was like, Wow. <laughs> <He's> like, <"But> <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, wow, I need to try a lot less.
1: you've got, you've got some wild artist energy. <laughs>
2: like that was like that reminded me a lot of like Spencer from Ike Hurley. I don't know if you ever watched Ike Hurley as a child, but like he was
0: Oh yeah. Well, can I tell you about a project that I'm really excited I'm like so excited yes. about. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So i have all of these earth pigments right um i have all these pigments like you know different colors like harvested pigments and i i don't know what the con if there's any like precedent for this or like I'm, i'm sure that there is but like there's a process of egg tempera like egg tempera painting where you know you can mix pigment with um egg yolk and i was thinking i was like you know was probably kind of similar to that. Is like, he's like ejaculate. just
1: like semen.
0: So, one of my partners <laughs> <laughs> has agreed to help me make these semen paintings. And I'm so excited. Like, I feel like so charged by it. I'm like, I'm like thrilled. Cause I like, I'm either like, like no one's gonna know, and then they're gonna buy it, and then I'm gonna tell them, or I'll Let everyone know, and everyone and their mother is gonna want a semen painting.
2: Sunshine, thank you so much for coming on the show and being uh, so vulnerable and like sharing with us your the wild ideas that you have. (laughs) (laughs) I we really you got to keep us like up to date on the semen painting thing need to know
0: yes I will take pictures for sure
2: my question for you is what is your favorite form of media to consume like are you like are you do you like to like look at other people's art do you like like listen to music like where do you do you have a favorite
0: I would say music definitely um, is that I feel no matter what like and see what and see what happens but there's um, how I feel the most comforted, Um, I think music, I have so much respect for like that form of collaboration and creation and like instinct. Um, The skill is so remarkable and I just feel like there's so much feeling that can be explored and like communicated through music and I'm always listening to music, so.
2: Nice. I know you said you're not on Instagram, but is there anything that you want to plug?
0: I would say no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing. Um, as always, you can find us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our Gmail. That's our Instagram. And that's our Twitter. Otherwise, bye!